0: Okay, welcome to a special podcast of No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So today is a very special podcast, as I mentioned, it's Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, So today's a wee bit different. So rather than me interview someone, I'm going to be interviewing myself, taking you guys through my own fitness journey, my experiences of life. Um, within the health and fitness industry. Um, The good thing is, I have received a good number of questions, which I will answer at the end. Um, But no, um, thank you um, for supporting um, No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. I started this podcast in October. Um, We're now on Christmas Day. There is 37 episodes available on YouTube, Spotify and SoundCloud. Absolutely phenomenal, um, and the amount of people I've had on. Um, come mid January, we'll, we'll reach that milestone of fifty episodes. I couldn't have imagined that, but no, absolutely. Thank you for supporting the po- podcast um, throughout. So, who am I and what I do? So, my name is Scott Marshall. I am the founder of Scott Marshall Fitness. Personal training. So effectively, um, I work at Glasgow Club Scotston. So I work 35 hours a week. I'm also a self-employed fitness instructor. So I do various classes such as group cycling, meta fit, kettlebells, I also do box fit. Um, also cover uh, postnatal fit for two circuits. Um, a whole range of different classes within that environment. So we're here today to learn about me um, going back to my school years. So the the Scott Marshall school years. So we're going to go back to my my primary. So as um, I, st- I grew up in Hagkill. Um so if you don't know that is a, a place in the east end of Glasgow. Um, so in primary school, it was it was always uh, football at playtime. You know, um the other thing was uh, rounders and um, we would have that, we were teachers, I remember that, Or uh, having a sports day in the big games hall. Um, but yeah, and then you know, growing up, uh, staying in a close um in Hagkill, um, it was all we were always out um taking advantage of the streets, we were always out playing football, everybody um from the scheme. So that, that was good. Um, growing up in that in that environment was absolutely phenomenal. And um, I think that's actually helped me to be a, a people person. Um, very streetwise, you know. So um, we were playing games like Cirbe, you know, one of bounce, you know, uh, hide and seek. That was my uh, activities in primary school. And then when I made the move to to Whitehill Secondary, um, my high school, um, I actually moved house. I moved from Highkill to Canteen. Um, so when I go to secondary, um, I might not be the best at sport. So, but I still played sport. So I was involved with you know basketball, badminton, table tennis, football was my main thing. The one thing I absolutely hated <laughs> to this day was uh, going on the, the Ash Pitch, Whitehill Secondary, um, near the, the Whitehill Pool, um, and playing hockey on a cold Thursday morning. My God, that was horrendous for part of your PE. But no, apart from that, um, I, I was always involved in, in sporting activities within secondary school. Um, but I played sport, but I was shit at sport. I never made any teams, that's for sure. Um, but I remember this one time we were, I think we were playing, uh, you know, nutmeg, so Meggie. So effectively, if you get nutmeg, you get you get stumps. And uh, I, I didn't really, I wasn't the one for getting involved. And uh, so I run in, there was, must have been about 50 boys playing this game and I've ran in, and somebody's, so I was like, immediately, ran in, and the boys, hit me in the nose, bust my nose open, <laughs> there was me, away up the road, there we go, a free period, right enough, so, you know, um, the one thing I did love, um, in secondary school, because, as I said, I was I was shit at sport, you know, in secondary anyway, um, but I've got better, as, I, as I've got older, um, but, but, the one thing I loved was getting involved with, you know, my year. Um, you get put into different sections um, and coaching from back then, um, it was a five-a-side tournament um, in the, the sports halls. Um, but our team wasn't the best, but for me to coach that team and get to the final, uh, that was a small achievement. And... Um, and I think that's where I, I really started to see myself, you know, um, that where, that's where the love came for football coaching um, for myself. Um, but yeah, that was phenomenal. Didn't have the best players, but we got to the final, but unfortunately we lost. But that achievement, not the best team, but we got to the final. That was absolutely phenomenal. Um and then I ended up with a horrific injury. Um, I think I was maybe 14 or 15. And I'd just finished school. And me and my pals, um, we tried to get into high-kill sports complex. And effectively, what we done was we put a ladder up one side of the fence. And all the rest of the boys, three did. Me... No, I've, I'm terrified, still terrified of heights, kind of. Not as bad as I was when I was younger. So all the boys drooping down, they're telling me, just turn around, it down, you'll be fine. Me being an idiot, I jumped into midair, and I landed both feet onto concrete, and one ankles went... And then, there you go, a face planted onto the deck. There you go. And I broke part of my ankle and part of my shin, which resulted in, I think it was four months in plaster, um, pins and screws in my ankle and my shin for the rest of my life now. Um, absolutely horrific injury. Um, so, a wee bit of advice to the youngsters want to play Football well, nowadays. Pay, pay for the park. I find a hole in the fence. Don't don't jump two feet into mid-air, That's for sure. That was my rookie mistake. And you know the ironic thing was I never really got involved with team sports. Uh, as I as a youngster. Um, but the, the day after that injury, I was actually meant to be going to see about trialling with an a, a, a side team in my local area, which obviously um, never happened, you know. But I was always active in secondary. Um, I had a paper run. I, had a, I must have had about 40 to 50 um, houses I had to deliver, so I would do this on my bike. Very active after school. Um, challenges growing up for myself. Personally, with my injury, I think, you know, it kind of set me back a bit, being being truly honest with myself, um, that I think it's a mindset, mindset that I didn't push myself as much in secondary, after that injury, because I was I always had the fear of going over on this ankle, damaging it a wee bit more, and then, you know, I couldn't do anything else. But, yeah, that was a real challenge, and I think growing up in the society that we did back in the day, secondary school, so it would be, you know, you would have your in sausage it. Uh, your first break, about 11 o'clock, and then lunchtime, you would uh, go to Benny's, you would have your rolling chips or your sausage supper. That was your nutrition back then. That was There was no healthy options back then for us, you know. Um, the government di- didn't really get involved with kids back then. Um, but now, now obviously, the, the government are really on top of that. And then on a Thursday, you would save your money up and then go down for a Chinese. So, yeah, it was tough, um, you know, because you didn't realise the damage you were doing when you were growing up. Um, that was just your that was your society. That was um, what you and your mates done during your break. Right, so this is one of the, the questions that always ask other people on my podcast is how did I get involved with fitness right so people assume that Scott Marshall has always been um, you know the super fit personal trainer really involved but that wasn't the case um, I I've, I've really I loved the gym you know Fitness classes, love them. Absolutely. Uh, I love and breathe fitness now. But back in the day, that wasn't Scott, you know. Um, but how I changed my mindset was two gentlemen, Paul Wallace and Scott McCutcheon. The guys done a tremendous job with me at Glasgow Club Godbus. Um so how so what actually happened was I think I was going on holiday in 2013 and it was around the December time I ended up in hospital um, a few complications um, so basically in the January I spoke to Paul and Scott and I said right I need a plan um, so Paul and Scott took me through a gym programme they gave me phenomenal nutrition advice to help me And they introduced me to Metafit and G-Cycle, group cycling, indoor spin, you know. So back in the day when you could get back-to-back classes, I would do these two classes back-to-back five times a week. And within six weeks, I lost two stone. Absolutely phenomenal. But these these guys, very inspirational to myself, um, because through my whole career, I still look back and I'm, I'm like, what would my life have been like if i never lost that two stone? So, there's a, that's, that's a question for myself. Where would I have been? But the good thing is, I lost the two stone, and that gave me the drive for health and fitness. You know, group cycling is by far. My best, my favourite class by far. You're burning 400 to 500 calories. You're listening to good music. And my music, personally, I absolutely love. I love throwing a bit of 70s, 80s, 90s into my G-cycle class. You've got to have a bit of dance music in there as well, but your throwback music, that, that gets it going, especially for the hill climbs, absolutely It's a phenomenal class. If you haven't tried G-Cycle, get along and try it. Absolutely. You won't regret it. So a couple of years had passed. I'm still still doing my fitness classes. I'm still going to the gym. Um, But then I've got one of the questions that actually came up. um, It's a regular question. How did I get started in my career? Um, what made me get into fitness? Right. So looking back, Paul Wallace and Scott McCutcheon, those are the guys that got me into fitness. Um, but what the the move that happened, what happened was I was working at Glasgow Club Scottsdale. Um I think it was, I want to say, till end of the summer, in um, 2014. It must have been then. Um, and I was sitting on the pool and I was like, I hate this job. It's absolutely shit. I could I couldn't be a lifeguard anymore. Sitting on the pool, you're thinking about all your problems, or the shit of the day. You're walking off the pool, all your doing is you get going up the stair, you're getting some sugar. There you go. You're sitting 45 minutes on 15 and a half it's, it's a constant cycle. It's a, it's actually a mental battle. Um, you know I done I done that job, for since two thousand and eight until um when I got my gym job was just the tail end of twenty seventeen. That was absolutely insane. Um, you know who knows I may go back to that job in the future, but. Personally, right now, I see myself within health and fitness, within the gym environment, um, helping people achieve their goals. Um, probably for the rest of my life, because um, health and fitness—that is—that is my life. Um, I I couldn't imagine my life without a gym. That that that's how important the gym is for me. So. Back to how, how did I make the transition from the pool? I'm sitting on the pool and I've had a hell of a day. I think I actually had a run-in with a colleague about laying ropes or some carry-on, being late to the pool or whatever. Um, and a good pal um, within the Glasgow Club Scottsdale, Andy, had said to me, I was sitting up the stair on the mail change, thinking I was looking at this gym course. Uh, Glasgow, Glasgow, uh, Glasgow Clyde College and he says to me he says look you've got nothing to lose you've still got a full time job go and do the course get the qualification and see what happens and what I said to that is thank you Andy because if I never made that move that day I might still probably be sitting on that pool pulling my hair out but that's how I got involved with health and fitness. Okay. And then on the back of that, passing my qualification, I, I, I got involved with a boxer size. So I passed my boxer size qualification. Um, you know, I went down to Ayrshire, um, and i done my course there Um absolutely fantastic course I would recommend it to anyone getting involved with the health and fitness industry um, it's an f- absolutely phenomenal course, there's courses all over the country, up and down um, you've got real benefits so on the back of that I started um, Boxercise at Shelton Community Centre, that's where it all really kicked off uh, in May 2015 for me um, but yeah it was just a small haul I think the first the first ever class I had maybe four people and then I, I built a wee empire that I had maybe 30 people in, in my classes um, which is absolutely phenomenal um, you know going from sitting on a pool um, wanting to pull my hair out my head to going into the community um, least the least end of Glasgow inspiring people Every week, it was a Wednesday night, um, 6 o'clock. And then on the back of that, I, I done my Metafit course, so high-intensity, short rest periods. Another fantastic course if you're getting involved with health and fitness. Um, do the qualification. There's lots of benefits for yourself. Yeah. And then from there, I thought I've always thought about could I go that bit further? So the, I was already level two gym instructor qualified. And then I, I made the jump to become a level three personal trainer, which was night and day, if, I, if I'm being perfectly honest. It was phenomenal. Um, making the jump was it was hard um, for myself because when I was originally just started and I was a level two gym instructor, I had a lot of people interested in personal training and at that point i didn't have the greatest of confidence you know um but yeah i think doing those community classes uh, in Shettleson, uh definitely helped me grow as a person um but yeah passing my level 3 uh, personal training qualification it opened so many avenues so anyone getting involved in health and fitness, what I'm going to say is do the correct qualification for your personal training. Don't do one of these ones online where it's probably only worth the bit of paper that's actually written on. Go and pay the proper money for the proper qualification and then that way you can go and explore all your avenues within the world wide. So, yeah, go next, you know, um, my qualification, um, um, it's you know I could go probably go to Canada, I can go to New Zealand, I can go to South Africa, so that's that's where um, that's how far you can go in the world. So who knows where um, Scott Marshall Fitness where might end up being, you know, in the next ten years, um, because absolutely love health and fitness but yeah you've got to go and explore different avenues in life absolutely so on the back of the personal training course I've done my kettlebells course um, with fitness training in Scotland I've done my outdoor boot camp instructor um, with the same company and I also went on to do my postnatal, my pre postnatal instructor. No, I know what you're sitting there thinking. You're a guy, why are you taking anything to do with that? Why not? The, that, you know, why not? Because we're all involved in health and fitness. So why not go and learn? Go and learn this qualification. And it means if you have somebody who's pre post you can help them within that gym environment. And on the back of that, I, I help my good pal Emma, Emma Hunter. Um, she works at Glasgow Club Scottsdale too. I help her out quite regular. We do. I do the Fit for Two circuits. Um, and I also do post Two fantastic classes. But on the back of that now, we've got Fit for Two body balance as well. And I think we've got Fit for Two Metafit around the city as well. So there is a lot of different things for mums-to-be and brand-new mums. So check out these classes. Absolutely phenomenal. Right. So I'm going to talk to you about my my fitness routine. My fitness routine is... um, It changes. It changes as as we go. Um, The start of the year, I think it was April to... Probably start the August. I was mainly focused on weights. Um, that was my thing, five sets of five. Um, but things change. Um, then between August into September, um, I had a boxing match with my, my client, John Fairgrave, um, a charity match. Um, although John didn't stick to the plan, <laughs> um, but yeah, then I moved into boxing, so that was like maybe eight six to eight weeks of boxing, and now December, so I actually had a wee a, a wee break um, in between um, due to some health conditions of myself, a wee chest infection here and there. Um, so I had to trim back my training a wee bit, but in December, every day, I'm running 2K. 2K a day, every day in December, and I know a lot of people are thinking, why only 2K? Well, it's pretty straightforward. I've got pins and screws in my ankle. Running on a hard surface does, does my ankle a lot of damage, a, a lot of damage. And I'll probably pay for it, you know, in years to come, um, because I still have the tendency to have a wee game of football here and there, high impact, which I probably shouldn't be doing, but I still do it because I love football. That's that's the thing. But two K a day, that's more than manageable for myself, and I've got it down to an average, maybe twelve to fourteen minutes for that two K. It's it's no much time out your day, so if you want to run. Try a wee 2K, 2K a day. And then, you know, yeah, uh, you know, this is day 25 of that run. Um, and you know what? It's it's absolutely phenomenal um, because not only am I going out just a 2K run, I'm changing my mindset. So the plan is, I've joined the gym group at the Glasgow Fords Retail Park um, and I work an early shift. I'll, I'll be 45 start. And, and at, at the moment, I'm trying to do a run just around after four o'clock in the morning. So my plan is come January, 10th of January, when this gym opens, I'm going to be in that gym around four o'clock. Get a weights, a cardio session, a quick shower, in the car, get to Scotston. So that is a, that is going to be my routine. Um, next year, twenty twenty two, we'll do a. What's my fitness goals? Um, I would like to. I probably like to do another open water swim. Um, absolutely thrive in that. Um, you know, maybe another boxing match, another charity match. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, a running event is probably just. A bit too much for me now and um, due to my ankle. Um I know you're probably sitting there listening and saying he's making excuses. But I've done I've done a full marathon and I've done a half marathon. Um and I've actually I've done a lot of 10Ks, some five Ks as well. But yeah, the running scene, uh probably after um the 31st of this month. That'll be me done with the running scene until maybe next December. I don't know. So my favourite part of the week of fitness, what's that for me? For me, that is when I am at Glasgow Club Scottsdale on a Wednesday night when I am teaching box Well, I've actually got two. I've got two, two different things. But we'll go, box fit first. That, that's up there. So box fit, it's a cardio boxing class with pads and gloves. Um, but I try and make it as intense and as fun as possible. So 6pm um, at Glasgow Club Scottsdale, it's a 45-minute class. So if you're interested, check out the app um, and then come along and then give it a try. It's absolutely fun. A second thing that I absolutely love, and, and it probably makes my job, it's taking FT fit classes, and what that means is functional training classes. So we will get forty-five minute classes at Glasgow Club, Scotland. And you know what? It's it's not the exercises that that make that session. It's the people that come to that session. the The people are absolutely phenomenal. Um, the the banter from these people at Glasgow Club, Scotland. They are they make my day there that that's how they they make they make my job of what what my job really is okay we can all be gym instructors right you know we can all tell people how to squat how to deadlift but the thing is you've got to have that interaction with with the people and for me having that interaction with the customers at glasgow club Scottsdale is absolutely phenomenal um yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, when I'm first in in the morning, 5.45, get my class all set up. Um, I, I tend to include some finishers. Um, for example, sand. So you would do continuous press-ups, maybe jumping jacks. Every time we hear sand, uh, we do a burpee. You know, things like that. Or, or we do bring Sally up, bring Sally down. We do that squats, different things. But over the course of the pandemic, I've created another 15 finishers, which I'm hoping to roll out in 2022. But yeah, that is, it's absolutely FT fit. But the, the members at Glasgow Club, they make my job. They make my day. And thank you all, Absolutely. Thank you. you, you make my job what it is. You, you guys are the stars. So, let's talk about nutrition for, for Scott Marshall. So, as I mentioned earlier, when I was younger, and nutrition was probably horrific. Um, Jamie Oliver would have probably had a field day with, with what I was having for my, my lunch. Um, at school but now on the back of Scott McCutcheon Paul Wallace um, helping me out um, when I lost my weight uh, back in 2013 those guys gave me a proper structure they gave me the proper information and then on the back of that I learned a wee bit more as I became a level 2 gym instructor and then a wee bit more level three, in depth again. But yeah, I've I've totally changed my my whole thinking about nutrition. Um it's all done, it's all done to portion sizes as well. So, but yeah, I as long as I'm having two liters of water a day, chicken and rice, and um, that's my go-to. Um it's quite funny because some of the guys um and Glasgow club, Scotston, will say that's the only meal that gym instructors have. <laughs> no, we we actually have a wee bit more, but that's but that's all they see um, within our working environment. But yeah, so let's talk about pre to post COVID. My my own personal experience was, you know, I was put on furlough, so was I going to sit in the house and was I just going to slouch about, was I going to watch Netflix? Nah, uh, you know, I'm not that type of guy that could probably do that. Maybe the, the boy was at school who was eating all the junk food, he would have definitely jumped on the bandwagon and sat about watching Netflix for 12 hours a day while eating junk food. But no, as I grow into that Scott Marshall Fitness product, you know, as my brand, um, I was working with uh, Celtic Football Club, so I was working with the Girls' Academy, um, and my good mate, we were, on a, we were on a Zoom call, and we were coming up with ideas, and my good mate, Stevie um, uh, he says, why do we not just have them on this on Zoom? And, we're, and it started off once a week, uh, or once a day, sorry, um, and, and that was a great bond, because you had Stevie, Jock, Ross, Brian, all the guys, right, all the boys together on, on this call, and then all the girls, they were doing their exercises, the guys were getting involved, um, but no, it was absolutely phenomenal, that team, and then word of mouth, other other age groups wanted involved. And then by the time the, the whole lockdown was officially in play, I was actually coaching a full academy at different age, uh, different times during the day. No, absolutely phenomenal. And then I decided to, why not let's let's throw on some Scott Marshall Fitness 3 classes. I was doing that twice a day. I was doing a morning class and I was doing an evening class online um just to try and get people through the pandemic and then what happened was I actually started doing my own uh, fitness classes at Victoria Park um with people um that came to Glasgow Club Scotston, and we had a great it was a great community it was you know, when we were allowed back out to do group fitness and as long as there was space between us and stuff, I'd done that for a wee bit. But that was, it was a community, you know, the people make that moment. And if it hadn't been for Stevie Burr at the start of the pandemic, mentioning, let's go on to Zoom, let's do this. Who knows what the, the, the actual pandemic might have been looked like for everyone um, within uh, our wee bubble? Um, but yeah, thanks, Stevie. Um, you you're the guy that definitely uh, changed the pandemic for everyone, and you actually don't realise that. But thank you, mate. Um, for my myself, um, my own fitness during the pandemic. Um, What was that for me? That was probably, I was probably up there, cardio-wise, the fittest I've ever been, you know. Um, Because I was doing possibly five or six cardio sessions a day, um, jumping about in my loft. Um, You know, it was a long day, but you know what? It was actually worth it. Every day, you know, a different session. And then obviously I had my VPA system, my music on. Ah, it was a real deal eh, during the pandemic. And then I done a lot of cycling during the pandemic as well. Um, I love I love my cycling. Um, and I love taking photographs when I'm out on my bike. Um, so that was my go-to. Um, get on the bike, get out. You know, regardless of the weather. Um, you know, it's you know, people don't realise um, the chart, you know, if you're out on your bike, it's not about being competitive, you know, don't be the fastest, a leisurely cycle, you know, it's all about your mindset, your mental health, um, so that's that's what it was for me, um, getting out there, a um, bit of fresh air, um, I've got, I've often got my man-dad telling me I'm overdoing it, no, I'm, I'm probably right at the, the right level. I absolutely love fitness. I kind of get away with that um, because, you know, thinking back, um, it's absolutely crazy, the things we've been through in the pandemic. But, yeah, and then post-COVID, you know, coming, coming out of the pandemic um, in September there, uh, sorry, I think it was, I'm not too really sure. Anyhow, coming out when we were allowed back into gyms, back into weight training properly, that was a challenge because I was going from, I've, I went from using the 12 kilogram dumbbells up to 26s. Um, I'm a wee bit swayed, leg exercises. It's, the problem is with me, is trying to fit a, a proper schedule with my work, with my self-employed classes, with my personal training, and now running a podcast. So it's a busy lifestyle I've got. So let's talk about mental health. Mental health is big for me. Absolutely. If I <clears throat> see for myself, personally, if, I'm, if I don't exercise... I have I'm in a bad mood most of the day. That's that's what happens. So I'm in a bad mood because it's nothing to do with anything in general. I'll just be in a hell of a mood. The, the least we think it will snap me off. But exercise. Exercise is the key. No doubt about it. So you might have people from the government saying. Gyms aren't beneficial to mental health. Absolutely, bollocks. Bollocks. We need gyms for mental health. Absolutely. So we need to keep on fighting this. Keep gyms open. Because there is no spread, or a very little spread within that environment. Let's get that straight. The government, Let's get it straight, that gyms, beneficial for mental health. Outdoors, beneficial for our mental health. Go a walk, go a wee jog, go a cycle, anything, go out with a dog, anything that can benefit our mental health. You know, um, I've had some tough times as well in my life, I'm not going to lie, um, but the biggest thing for me is, Going out a walk, going to run, going to cycle, going to the gym. And then the biggest one that I've not really done recently, which I'm gutted about, is open water swimming. I absolutely love it. Um, Cold water therapy. So, uh, you know, I can't talk about this enough. You know, that open water, cold water, it definitely helps the mind. Normally, we would swim, go out from Duck Bay Beach um, and see the sunrise. Sunrise in Loch Lomond at 5, 6 in the morning. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you want to try open water swimming, give it a try. And you know how you get yourself prepared for that? 10, 15 minutes in a cold shower. Mental battle. Mental battle, definitely. Definitely. But, yeah, 2022, I plan to be in the water a lot more. That's for sure. So let's talk about Scott Marshall's bad habits. Um, I've probably mentioned it already. Um, my bad habits um, is making the time for the correct programme. Me, I'll go. I'm probably on the go for 4 in the morning right through to 12 at night. I'm probably not getting enough sleep. Um it's a tiring day, that's for sure. Probably over 20 to 30,000 steps. Busy day, busy life. Would I have it any other way? Probably no, no. Um, because I'm that type of guy that I love to be busy, that's 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 my thing. If I'm no busy, I get bored very easily. And um, because as through the years, I've tried. Many different things. Probably just because I've been bored, and I've been—I've just picked that thing. I've done football referee. Um, I got involved with script writing. I've been involved on uh, stand-up comedy. Um, uh, numerous amount of things. Um, and you know, mental health, um, and football referee. So. You know, I stepped back from the game, um, because of uh, the Scottish Football Association, um, and I'm not going to lie about this. I was absolutely disappointed with their reaction, um, because what happened was, um, I refereed a game, and I used to have my advertisement on my car, um, and then by the time I finished the match, um, and got home within an hour, um. I had received numerous amount of abusive messages online. So I did not take this lightly. So I then contacted the SFA. So then I was got an email back from the SFA, the top dog of the refereeing back then. Um, his response to me was, Dear Mr Marshall, can you not drive a second car That's ludicrous for me. Um, A young referee, you don't have any officials, no really any backup there. There's no police stewarding. Um, But yeah, I thought that was ludicrous. Um, So that's why I took this very important message to the Evening Times or the Times. Um, to put the point across is that there is young referees out there. There are people doing jobs, but they aren't protected. That's that's the problem. But I think that's changed now within football and refereeing. But my mental health, my God, that really hit me hard um, after that match um, because the amount of abusive messages I received. But you know what? We'll live and learn. We'll live and learn. So, you know, I think we've, we've more or less covered all my bad habits. Um, it's probably just getting into a routine. Um, but no, let's move on to my pet hates. Right, we might be here a while, by the way, because there are so many within the health and fitness industry. Um, and, you know, some, uh, you know uh, um, after I've done my level, well, Halfway through doing my level two gym instructor course, the, the tutor says, Alan says to us, he says, you'll never look at end of the same again in the gym. And you know what? <laughs> He's absolutely right. Because see, when you become more of aware of a certain exercise and somebody's doing it wrong, <laughs> it absolutely pisses you off in the gym. <laughs> and you have to say something. Because their technique is wrong and they're going to damage themselves. But yeah, yeah, you de- definitely within the health and fitness industry, um, we see a lot of bizarre things. Um, young guys sitting on a bench, sitting on their phone, scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, TikTok, right? But the thing is, he's not even started his set. He's just literally sitting there on his phone. He just wants a place to sit. If you want to do that, up the road. That's my take on it. You're into the gym, you're going to work out. That's that's the way it's going to be. And then, you know, what is it with fitness instructors, group cycling instructors who are obsessed with doing press-ups on the bike? Press-ups. If they're in the gym you know they're no fun on a bike please stop doing this routine. it's absolutely horrific um but another pet hates is people who call themselves personal trainers that have received this qualification offline off a dodgy website you know um but no absolutely. It's crazy, the, the things we see in, in health and fitness is unreal. Um, but I could go on um, with my pet hates, but I'm not going So, let's talk about my, my own favourite exercise. So, my favourite exercise, I absolutely love chest press. Um, I'd go between chest press and a shoulder press um, with dumbbells. That that would be my go-to. Worst exercise if somebody came to me and says you need to do this exercise, I'd think, nah, that's no for me. That's no for me. I, I can't do that. Um, and you know what? there, That's the that's the exercise I hate. Um, a lot of people love them. Um, they do work. But for me personally, burpees is a no-no. Um, my best music to listen to, right? <coughs> so I've, it depends on my type of training. Um, if I'm in, if I'm in the gym and I'm doing, for instance, uh, weight training, it's got to be throwback. Uh, 90s, 2000s, punk rock. Punk rock eh, gets me going. That, that's, that gets my pump on. Um, and then if I'm, say I'm hitting the bag, doing a wee bit of boxing, skipping, um, I, I, I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts by James English, uh, in fact. So when I'm boxing anyway. Um, but yeah. The okay and if I'm out running, my running theme is probably dance music, something with a beat. Um, sometimes I would maybe even go uh green day. Um they, they would they would maybe get my my beat on when I'm out running as well. The worst type of music. Right. Okay. The worst type of music. If I was to go to if I was to go to a fitness class, um, I don't know, um for myself, if I was to go to a class, Christmas music that certainly wouldn't motivate me. Not during a fitness class anyway. Um, but here's the thing. During the, the holiday season, I will play Christmas music on Christmas Eve at FT Fit, at Glasgow Club Scottsdale. but that's me coaching. That's not me participating. So that would... And, you know, if I was, you know, slow, depressing music in a a spin class, I would automatically just... I would need to think of a different song in my head. I would just need to zone it. Um, I know a lot of people say the music doesn't make the class. But, yeah... For me, the music certainly makes a class. Definitely. Um, and then my best memory my fitness journey. Wow, that is a very tough question because I, I think personally um, in 2017 when I got offered my full-time job for Glasgow Club um, and I got offered the person pist- position at Glasgow Club Scotston. Um, you know, that that is my best memory. Um, you know, because I worked so hard. Uh, I lost weight. Um, I got my level two, a level three. Uh, you know, I got, I started my community classes and um, Community Center. I had Toll Cross Park. I had Toll Cross Community Center. I was offering five classes a week on top of a full-time job in the pool. And um, You know, lots of shift swaps to make sure I was at my classes every week. I had to work the worst shifts, a Friday night, maybe a Saturday, maybe a Sunday. But I was making sure I was there for the people, for my customers. I was always there. Um, you know, but yeah, Making, you know, get, that was, that was like, how to put it, the the finish line, you know, of a marathon. For me, it was a long journey, but to get that full-time job, that was my best memory. Um, and you know what? I absolutely love my job. I love working for Glasgow Club. Um, it's, a, it's an awesome job, um, and I'm actually grateful um, for the people that's helped me along the way. Um, and then if best compliment, right, so probably, I think it's just a few, um, I think it's just overall ones. Um, feedback of my classes and maybe personal training sessions, you know, um, it was a really good class, I enjoyed the music, I enjoyed the intensity, um, you've good patters, Although not all will agree on that, um, but yeah, just the small things, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall the best compliment is when you hear somebody saying, "You've changed my life." That that to me that makes that makes me um, fill up inside, you know. Um, but yeah, that 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 would be my compliments. A best accomplishment wow, that's, that's probably just everything that I've done um, up to this day because um, I've done so much within health and fitness. Um, you know, going back to that day, um, 20th of May, 2015, when I took my first class with maybe four people in a wee tiny Shelton Community Centre um, doing boxer size. Um, but now I'm nearly at 5,000 classes of um, so many people have had personal training, yeah. But yeah, I think overall, just being achieving so much, um, is definitely the, the thing for me. Um, but yeah, possibly one of the the hardest things I've ever done. Um, and a good friend of mine, Gary Kernan um convince me to sign up to the virtual London Marathon. So, me with my dodgy ankle, dodgy shin, I says, oh, no, no. no. So, I've got to think about this logically, but there's no way I can do this, this full on, right? So, what i done was, I says, right, so, I've got a lot of football taps, so I says, right, I'm going to do, I'm going to start it phone in the morning. I'm going to run a 5k I'm going to have a break, I'm going to put a new football tap on, I'm going to continue that cycle, my God, that was the worst worst experience ever, by the way, Um, and, you know, I I take my heart off, literally, to everyone who, within the running community, that does does ultra-marathons and marathons and... They might do two half marathons a week. My God, that takes some guts. But for, for me personally, I would never do that again. Um, I got the medal. I've got the T-shirt. And that, and that is it. Um, the virtual London marathon because of the pandemic. Um, but no, I would, I would probably never do that again. The mindset was unreal. Um, probably because there was so much to do. Um 5k was probably done about half an hour. At the time, maybe two or three o'clock in the afternoon came. I was still going, I was dead in my feet. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. My legs were absolutely knackered for days after that. Bought baths, you know, and um, try to use my massage gun, but no. Um, That was probably the hardest thing I've ever done was the virtual London marathon. I'd done it, but it was a a hell of a challenge. Inspirational role model for me. So this is, there is a few. um, I'm not going to lie. So the two guys I've continually mentioned, uh, Scott McCutcheon and Paul Wallace, These, these two guys, they set the bar back in 2013 for me. Um, but there's so many different people um, within health and fitness that actually inspire me every day. Um, you know, the list, the list is endless of the network that we actually have. But for me, um, I tend to I, I listen to any audiobook, you know, um, but the thing for me was to interview and Jonathan Goodman, the man who I've listened to for years. I've read his books. Um, He's helped me with different things um, from reading his books about personal training to that man. He is a role model for me um, because he's the expert on personal training. And that's that's the career I want. That's the career I've got. Um, Being involved in health and fitness, but yeah, and I want to, and I want to uh, talk about a special mention to my mom and dad and my partner Deborah, and um, because they're the ones that always push me on. Uh, if I'm if I'm struggling, and if I'm saying no, I can't do this anymore, anyway. can't do it, they're there, they're in my corner, they're fight my corner, and they're saying, go for it, Scott, go for it. Um, there's nothing holding you back, but f- thank you to them. And then, do I track my fitness goals? Absolutely. Um, as I spoke about earlier, I, I tend to go through different stages. But for me, uh, tracking it on Strava, um, when I'm at the gym, I'll use my wellness app, so I'll track what I'm doing within the gym environment. Uh, I'm old school as well, so I will always have pen and paper um, of, of my workout routines, what, what I'll do, you know. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. If you track your fitness goals, you're going to make progression. Absolutely. Track your goals if you can. If that's not your thing, that's not your thing. Um, one thing I'd like to achieve within my own fitness journey, wow, my own fitness journey. So my own journey is about to take another, another step in a, another direction. And, um, you know, I'm going to be working alongside M1 Fitness, um, which is Mark, um, out of his boxing gym. Um, we're going to be doing a wee venture together. So I'm looking forward to that. Who knows where that's going to lead? Um the one thing I'd like to achieve is the networking That that's why I started the podcast um, back in October because you know we have so many interesting people within health and fitness within our communities that are helping people on a daily basis daily basis and having those guys women as a network is something that I would like to achieve. Speaking to these people on my podcast, you know, for example, um, I had James Duff on um, and he deals with women over the age of 40. So if I'm not comfortable with that type of client, I'll say, by the way, unfortunately, I'm not good enough In this expertise, however, James Duff, check him out. The guy's phenomenal. Um, I'm not going to lie. So that's why, I think that's why we need to network as an industry. Um, And I think as an industry, work off together. Because if we can work off together, create a positive environment, we're going to create a better future. So that's why my logo now says Scott Marshall Fitness, coaching made personal. Because that's what I want it to be. It's a personal experience. People can buy personal training anywhere in the world, right? They can even buy it online now. However, a personal experience, that's what it's all about. That personal, that's that's what health and fitness is. We're trying to create a better environment. So let's move on to questions. So the quick fire questions. Cardio or weights? Absolutely weights. Crossfit, yes or no? Yeah, Crossfit, yeah. I've got the book, big book of woods. Absolutely, love it. Burpees, yes or no? Absolutely not. Squatter deadlift? I'll, I'll take a deadlift over a squat any day. Um, and then I'm gonna so let's move on to proper questions. So where do I see myself within the year or five years? Um I don't know. Uh you know, um, my boss Callum, he he asked me this. Um, but I think moving in with M1 fitness is another stepping stone. Um, for where Scott Marshall Fitness might be in five years' time or 10 years' time, I don't know. Um, but all I do know is that being involved in health and fitness is probably, it's in my blood now. Um, I'm not going to change that. Um, but I'll definitely be involved with health and fitness for as long as I can. Um, and then, you know, I've got I've got another few questions. So this this is a good one. Um, I think this was submitted by Scott McCutcheon. Um, if you could train with anyone past or present, who would it be? Right. Okay. So this is going to sound bizarre. Right. But when I was growing up, um, WWF was was my thing. The wrestling I loved the wrestling. So, but obviously due to copyright and stuff, they've changed it to WWE. If I could train for anyone from the, the Attitude Era, um, it would be Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. That guy was a badass. But yeah, presently, who they train with, the man, the myth, the legend, Dan John, who I had on my podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Dan John is... Check him out. That's all I'm saying. You won't be disappointed. Mr. Knowledge, that's what I call him. And other questions. I think I've already answered it. Um, oh, this is a good one from my client, John Fairgreave. Who holds you accountable? Okay, so effectively, anything happens, it's down to me. I'm insured. I'm qualified, so that I'm I'm held accountable. So that's that's your question question there, John. Um, okay, so this is a good one. Um, from another client. How do you motivate yourself on a bad day? Now that's a really good question. Really, really good. How do you get in that mindset? To, to train on a bad day now I've I've been involved I, I love I'm an early riser I, I'll sometimes I'll be up at half three in the morning and um, and which brings me back to another question from Scott McCutcheon he asked me do I prefer to train in the AM or the evening absolutely I will train in the morning evening is difficult myself that mindset because a say you've been working all day you're working till like two o'clock in the afternoon right you're tired you just you would rather just be up the road and then you've got a couple of fitness classes how do you motivate yourself to get into those classes you're all right once you're there but it's a mindset absolutely it's a mindset so I'll always train in the morning so How to put it in a good, you know, simple terms to say that I tend to train early in the morning, I would train four, five, six in the morning, if I can, before the brain wakes up, but back to that question that got submitted. How do you get train? How do you motivate yourself on a bad day? That's, that's a challenge, right? Because it's all to do with mindset. And I and I personally believe that you've got to push yourself out the door. You've got to push yourself to get into the gym. You know, you're having a bad day and um, you've had an argument or whatever. Right. But push yourself. The first thing about fitness is making that first step. And I always say to my clients, it's a mile at a time. You know, that goes for me as well. And I'm not going to lie. But yeah, pushing myself out the door. That's how I would motivate myself on a bad day. And let's see. So I've already answered most of these questions. But yeah, Um, long-term fitness achieving, right, so so, uh, this is from John again. So John's asked, basically, if I've got a long-term goal or if I want to get better at a sport. Absolutely. So there's one sport that I love, and people might not call it a sport, which is golf. I love golf. Um, I got trained by Colin Fisher. And if you get a chance, Colin works out of Great Western Golf on Great Western Road. So um, absolutely phenomenal. And um, true cool golfer. Um, the man is an expert on his golf. He actually taught me how to play golf using a tennis racket. So there you go. But yeah, I want to get better at golf. I want to play more golf. That'll be my long-term goal. Um but yeah, and I'd like to thank you um, for listening into this special podcast about my, my own journey. Um there's probably a couple of things that you'll have questions on. Feel free to uh, send me a, a message um or an email. That that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely been fantastic to tell my story, my my journey. Um but yeah. If you can, just please uh, keep sharing, retweeting. um, No excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. Um, Try and grow this podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, um, we're on SoundCloud as well. But yeah, um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, But any advice I would give to somebody starting out in the health and fitness industry, Get qualified, get insured, get experience. Absolutely, get experience within a gym. Go and shadow. Go and learn from other professional instructors. That's the way I've done it, and that's the way I will continue to do it. But thank you for listening to Scott Marshall um, on No Excuses Real Inspiration, the real story of the Scott Marshall Fitness Journey. Thank you.